What a joy to be able to sing in celebration of the coming of our Savior, Jesus. And uh, what an incredible, incredible announcement that the angels made that first Christmas night when they would proclaim to the shepherds uh, that there is joy tonight for all people. For unto you is born this night in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. What an incredible announcement. I mentioned on Sunday in our Family Life Center, I, I can think of that announcement as being really the most important announcement that had been made to that point in time in history. There is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And maybe the only other announcement in the Bible that I think trumps that is, He is not here, for He is risen just as He said. Amen? And uh, what a joy that is that we can celebrate not only the coming of Christ, uh, but also the life that Christ has as he is raised from the dead. Uh, this past week, we were reading a story to my youngest daughter, Leah, and it was a Christmas story that was called Mortimer's Christmas Manger. How many of you have ever heard of that book? Mortimer's Christmas Manger. It's such a cute little book. It's about a mouse, and a mouse that uh, wants to find a home, and so he comes across a nativity scene in the house that he is abiding in, and he makes himself at home in the nativity scene, and in order to make himself at home, he had to get rid of all of the characters in the manger scene, as well as baby Jesus, and make his home in the manger with the hay that was there. It was nice and snugly for him. And what a great story, right? And about a mouse pulling out all the manger scene people and, and sleeping in place of baby Jesus. But one day, Mortimer in the story hears the dad in that home reading the Christmas story. And he's reading about Jesus and baby Jesus and how there was no room for them in the inn. And Mortimer makes this amazing discovery as a mouse, by the way, that this is a manger scene in which it's talking about baby Jesus. And so Mortimer, in a tearjerker ending, um, moves all of the people back in and puts Jesus back in the manger. And he just says, God, if you could provide me a home, I, I, it would mean the world. The mouse is praying this. And, and so God uh, arranges or makes it possible that Mortimer sees a a um, gingerbread house that he makes his home in with all kinds of sweets. It's very cute. But at the end of the story, when they're talking about the Christmas story, uh, the, the dad is reading the story and he says that it came time for Mary to give birth to her firstborn, a son. And we're reading this to my daughter Leah and, and my wife's reading it and she says, him, you shall call his name. And we look at Leah and Leah looks at my wife and she says, Batman at the end of the story. The days were accomplished that Mary should deliver and give birth to, birth to her firstborn, a son, and you shall call his name, Leah, Batman. Batman on her mind. She asked for Batman for Christmas and, and Batman paraphernalia for Christmas. But that's not who Mary gave birth to. And we corrected her and helped her understand that. And, and uh, hopefully she gets that right here before too long. But it dawned on me as she was saying that and, and how much this is something I wanted to reference in, in the message this evening, just our brief time in God's word this evening, that there are many truths concerning Jesus that people are completely unaware of. Uh, there are many things that people believe about Jesus that just aren't true. There are many truths concerning Jesus that tonight, if you don't know, you need to. And I want to look this evening at John chapter 1 
as we think about the word of God, Jesus Christ, coming to this earth and becoming flesh and dwelling in our presence. John describes this in his gospel in John chapter 1. And this evening, I just want to point out very briefly, quickly, five truths concerning Jesus Christ that every person in this room needs to be aware of tonight. They're of utmost importance and of utmost value. And maybe coming in tonight, you didn't know these truths, but leaving tonight, you will. And so I want to look at this passage in John chapter 1. We're going to look at verses 1 through 3, and then verse 14. It's on the screen for you as well, or you can follow along if you have a copy of God's Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John, in writing his gospel, will tell the reader the reason that he's writing his gospel. He would say in his book, in the Gospel of John, I'm writing, writing these things so that you may know that Jesus is the Son of God and that you might have life through him, life in his name. And so John begins right at the outset with his gospel in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4 and verse 14, in speaking about the coming of the Word of God, Jesus Christ, to this world, the word becoming flesh and dwelling among us. And we have seen his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And there's a lot of valuable information in those verses that we just read. And I want to look at just five truths tonight concerning Jesus that I think are very important. First, truth number one, Jesus Christ is eternally existent. Would you say that with me? Jesus Christ is eternally existent. That passage right at the outset says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. When we think about the beginning, this is a term that's used here when it speaks about the beginning, as in this eternality of Jesus, as in he had no point of origin. If in the beginning he already existed, What that communicates with us is that before beginning even happened, quote-unquote beginning even happened, he was already there. He's eternally existent. That's something that our minds can't fully understand and get our, our minds wrapped around that understanding that Jesus is eternally existent. In the beginning, he was with God and he was God. He was with God and was God. He was with God in the very beginning. He's eternally existent. Now, here's why this is important, because sometimes when it comes to the Christmas story and our understanding of Christmas, we can think that Jesus had his point of beginning in the manger, that he, Jesus, was created by God, conceived of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and she would give birth to a son, but that Jesus was created by God. And we have to understand the distinction. Jesus is not a created being. Jesus is not 
uh, this individual that God created and had a point of origin when he came in Bethlehem a little over 2,000 years ago. No, God's word reminds us and tells us God's word gives us this understanding and principle that Jesus Christ is eternally existent. That's why it would be so important and valuable what Paul the Apostle would write in Philippians chapter 2, where Paul would say that Jesus, who was with God and serving and living as God, made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant coming as one of us. But Christ is eternally existent. He is eternal. We have to understand that truth this evening, and it's building to a point of why. Number two, Jesus Christ is God. Would you say that with me? Jesus Christ is God. And this is, again, one of those mysteries and one of those things we can't fully comprehend and understand is is how is God the Father God and God the Son God and God the Holy Spirit God? How are the three in one God? And yet, this is the truth. This is the reality that Jesus Christ is God. John says that in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus Christ is God. And so here's this this crazy, try to understand this crazy truth that we can't fully wrap our minds around, is that Jesus Christ was fully God and yet fully man. Fully God and yet fully man. It's incredible to consider this, that Christ walking this earth and walking on this earth was fully God and yet fully man, eternally existent. He is God. And number three, Jesus Christ is creator. This is another important truth that I think sometimes we can miss is, is that the passage tells us in John 1 that in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And then he says this, through him, all things were made and without him, nothing was made that has been made. So Jesus Christ is creator. Would you say that with me? Jesus Christ is creator. So he is eternally existent. He is God and he is creator. Now I'm sharing these truths. I'm building to a point that I think is gonna be very valuable for us today as we understand this coming of Jesus. But he is creator. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Number four, Jesus Christ is the true source of life. Say that with me. Jesus Christ is the true source of life. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. You need to understand, I need to understand this truth tonight that Jesus Christ is the only true source of life tonight. He's it. He's the only one that is the true source of life. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. He is eternally existent. He is God. He is creator. He is the true source of life. And number five, Jesus Christ has been revealed to us. Say that with me. Jesus Christ has been revealed to us. Now, there's two ways that we can understand this about Jesus being revealed to us. It's what John said in John chapter 1, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. So Christ has been revealed in his coming. 
right? He's been revealed. He, he came as a baby in Bethlehem. The angels again announced that there is born to you this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. You'll go, you'll find him, you'll see him. He has been revealed to us. But secondly, if you came in tonight and maybe you never heard all of these truths, or maybe you've heard them time and time and time again, but you need to come to the grips with the reality that he has even again tonight been revealed to you. This is who he is. He's eternally existent. He is God. He is the creator. He is the true only source of life. And he has been revealed to us. We need to understand that tonight. Because I want you to understand tonight what we all need to understand tonight. Every one of us in this room, every one of us, needed and still needs Jesus. Every one of us in this room tonight and every person around the world this night needed and is in need of Jesus. Every person. And so the coming of Jesus and the celebration of Christmas, Christ with us, it absolutely changes the world. It changes the world. Because again, he's eternally existent. He's God, creator, the true source of light, and he has been revealed to us. This is Jesus. I don't know what you have come in tonight wearing on yourself as far as burdens, weights, worries, anxiousness, Whatever heavy burden you may be coming in with tonight, I don't know how great or how poor your week has gone. But tonight, every person in this room needs to come to a point of decision in their belief concerning Jesus Christ. Every one of us. And I want to give you three challenges tonight. If I could encourage you in any way tonight, here are the three challenges I want to give you. In light of these five truths, three challenges I want to give you tonight. Number one, see Jesus for who he truly is tonight. See Jesus for who he truly is tonight. You know, everything we've talked about concerning Jesus, he's eternally existent, he's creator, he is God, he is the true and only source of light, he's been revealed brings us to a point of recognition of Jesus, that Jesus Christ is Savior. He alone saves. Through him alone is there forgiveness of our sins. And tonight, I ask you to see Jesus for who he truly is tonight. Do not simply see him as so many around the world see him, as just a baby in a manger or in a manger scene at Christmas. See Jesus for who he truly is tonight. He is creator God. He is eternal. He's the only hope that this world has. He's the true source of life. He's it. He's it. He's the one that the word of God tells us one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. He's it. And so I ask you tonight to see Jesus for who he truly is tonight, the Savior 
the Savior that our God has provided for us. Secondly, I ask you to see yourself for who you truly are tonight. I'll give you a hint. We're all equally before God in need of Jesus because we all equally before God are sinners and without him deserving of his wrath. The word of God tells us all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and the wages for sin is death. We need to see ourselves for who we truly are apart from Jesus Christ. We are lost and without hope. But if we see Jesus for who he truly is tonight, we see him as the one that God has provided. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. See Jesus for who truly he is and see yourself for who you truly are tonight. And number three, respond to the gift of God that has been offered. I wonder tonight for every person in this room, has there ever been a time truly in your life where you have recognized that Jesus Christ is Savior, that you've recognized that you have a need for forgiveness of sins as all of us do? Has there ever been a point in your life where you've come to the recognition that God has made a way through his son, Jesus Christ, to have forgiveness and to have life? Have you ever responded to the gift of God that has been offered to you? If not, why not tonight? If not, why not respond to the gift of God that has been offered tonight? The word of God tells us that if we would confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and we would believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we can be forgiven and saved from our sins. You might have heard that a thousand times, but if that has never been the case in your life, why not respond to the gift of God that is offered tonight? Call upon the name of the Lord, the word of God tells us, and you will be saved. You will be forgiven of your sins. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. We have to have a clear understanding of who Jesus is of what Jesus has done, and then respond accordingly. Respond to the gift of God that has been offered, even tonight. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment. And this evening, as we remember and celebrate the coming of Jesus at Christmas, there are so many who are thinking so many things, dealing with so many things tonight. And I'm just going to ask for some responses tonight because I'm going to pray for you here in just a moment. I'm going to ask tonight, if you're here tonight, and you would say, I really have come in tonight carrying a lot of burdens, whether because of sickness or loss of family, because of financial difficulties, because of spiritual difficulties, because of any difficulties that you're wearing tonight. And you would say, tonight, I really, truly want prayer that I would just trust the Lord with all of these burdens that have weighed me down, I want to trust him. I want to give these to him tonight. I'm a child of God, and I need to trust my heavenly father with these things. If you're here tonight, I want to pray for you. Would you slip up your hand right now? Is there anybody like that? Yeah, I see your hands. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely going to pray for you. 
Definitely. Let me pray right now. Father, I pray for those that have raised their hands that are coming with burdens and anxieties and cares, God, that they would cast those at your feet. They would give those to you because you care for us and you are able to bear those burdens for us. I pray for every person that raised their hand that you as the God of all comfort would comfort them today, give them strength today and relieve them of these burdens that they feel like they are wearing and God, that they might be able to honor and glorify you as they go from this place. If you're here tonight and you would say, man, I, I know Jesus as Savior, but I certainly haven't been living in light of these truths. I haven't been living in light of the fact that he alone is my source of life. I haven't been living in, in the fact that he created me and knows me and wants to use me. I haven't been living in the, in the fact that he alone is the hope for the world, and I need to be proclaiming and sharing that, but I want to make a commitment tonight that I would do that. Would you slip up your hand? If you're a child of God and that's your commitment, yeah, good. Yeah, that we would be bold about our proclamation of Jesus Christ, the true source of life. Excellent. Yeah, let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for those that desire, Lord, to proclaim the good news concerning Jesus. I pray that that would be the desire every one of us would have. I pray, Father, that you would allow us to be used for your glory and that we would speak up concerning our Savior Jesus, not only at Christmas, but at every time of year, because he's worthy of that glory. If you're here tonight and you have never responded to the gift of God that is offered, you've never responded to the gift of God's Son, Jesus Christ, and you would recognize tonight, you would recognize tonight that you're in need of a Savior you would recognize tonight that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and that there is a need for forgiveness and that need can only be met through the one that God has provided, Jesus. And tonight you would say, I want to trust in Jesus Christ as my Savior tonight. I want to call upon the name of the Lord. Raising your hand doesn't save you. The prayer from the heart, a broken and contrite heart, the word of God says that God will not turn away from. If you're here tonight, you would say, I need to respond to Jesus tonight for salvation, for forgiveness, because I've never genuinely done that. Would you slip up your hand? I want to pray for you. Is there anybody like that tonight? Okay. Father, I pray that if there's any in this room that has not responded to the gift of your son, that they would see Jesus for who truly he is the word of God made flesh, the one that was sacrificed for our sins, dying the death of the cross, paying the punishment for our sin, taking upon himself the wrath of Almighty God. I pray that whether tonight or tomorrow or next week, that you would stir within every person's heart in this room that they would authentically respond to Jesus. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.